they are topics worthy of discussion. <laughs> I said it with him. Thank you very much, Michael. Michael is a great assistance to me, and uh, and I don't listen to the cues, and that's why I said it with the, with the man's voice, and I don't know his name. Anyway, I'm Peter Sherman in for Oakley, and I'm uh, joined by three of my favorite people who uh, I don't get a chance to uh, to get together with all that often. I have to be a fill-in on the uh, the Oakley show to be able to do it. But um, Alyssa Freeman, public relations strategist, PR and pop culture media expert. Good to see you, Alyssa. And good to see you live and in person, Peter. You don't don't pull the curtain no, aside. No, no. They don't know that I don't come they in here every day. to the man who isn't behind the screen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I get the same crap from Rossi. All right. So we've got, I'm, I'm going to leave you for last okay. for that. Um, I've got Kevin <laughs> Gautet, president of Bright Point Strategy and formerly uh, the Canadian Taxpayers Federation and very active politically, and which is how we know each other. Kevin, good to see you. Good to see you again, Peter. All right. And Rocco Rossi aforementioned. Truly a great day for talk radio when you're in the house with Peter Sherman. Oh, well, that's true. And it's the same thing with Rocco Rossi. And I should say CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce and former CEO of Prostate Cancer Canada and former mayoral candidate and uh, formerly with the heart and stroke. I mean, we know each other for a year or two. I can't hold a job. That's 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 like me. That's why I do this stuff, right? You're just just old. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> young Padawan learner. Rossi, you hold him and I'll oh, yeah, hit him, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the beatings won't stop. All He's right. a transient. He's not old. Let's get serious, guys. Because I'm older than he is. I, so I'm, uh, I'm leaving now. You've lost control, Peter. I know. Rocco, I want to start with you, and I want to get serious here. You wrote uh, a column, which I had the pleasure of reading, about a recent trip you made to Kentucky. And um, I, I guess the summary is is best on my part by saying you called uh, you called called it free trade isn't free it's priceless explain what you meant well look at since we signed the nafta accord uh the gdps of both the u.s and canada have tripled mexico's has doubled the amount of economic integration um parts moving across the border multiple times before they're finally assembled uh a part here going into a piece there being finally assembled somewhere else Um, we're so close and it's not simply Canadians who understand that. And it really is remarkable when you think of the opposition that existed when NAFTA was first negotiated in Canada. And now you see labor, business, provinces, federal government, multiple parties, everybody is shoulder to shoulder playing for Canada on this because we know how important it is. What what we at the Ontario Chamber of Commerce have been seeing with our American counterparts is American business understands this as well. So we've signed seven joint deals with other state uh, chambers, and then I was invited down to uh, to Kentucky, and, and the message was loud and clear. We understand how important this is. Which is the best news I've heard all day, and it, and it is my experience, though I don't work for the Chamber of Commerce. I'm in the States a lot, and I spent a lot of the winters in Florida. I have family and friends, and, and that's the same kind of feedback that I get at the business and the personal level, that um, it's not Americans that are the problem. It's America right now that is is presenting a problem, and uh, I think you were listening on the way in, Alyssa, and I was having a conversation, sometimes heated, uh, with listeners uh, about uh, the, the 
question of NAFTA and the fact that Canada has, for now anyway, been excluded from negotiations. And uh, my fear that uh, if we don't get our act together and realize that negotiating means you give a little to get a little, and both sides have to be prepared to do that, and you're dealing with an administration where the guy on top, whatever anybody may think of him, is a guy who sees himself as the ultimate dealmaker. What's your take on that and what Rocco's had to say? Well, you know, first of all, it's very heartening that the Ontario Chamber of Commerce is doing what they're doing because, you know, on that level, it does show that there is a fundamental understanding among, among Americans about how important a trading partner we are. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is the optics of all of this, of not being at the table. This might be the latest whim of Trump. We don't know. And I think that in some cases, we may be playing into that whim thinking, okay, we'll eventually get there. Let's not worry about it. However, not being at the table and knowing that he's sitting at the table with Mexico is bad optics. And it doesn't give us as Canadians, you know, much confidence that something is actually going to happen. And what do we need? What do we need to do to get back at the table? You know, perhaps people are thinking, well, you know, this is just today and tomorrow is another day with Trump because he always changes his mind. Well, we don't know that. And so I think that we have to be a little bit more proactive in our messaging as to why we're not at the table, what we're doing in that case, and then what's the go-forward plan. Kevin, are we in any way responsible? By we, I mean the government of Canada. Are we responsible through the people we've charged with doing the negotiations or speaking for our our country through Justin Trudeau at the top and others? Are we responsible in any way for the fact that we're not at that table right now? Well, of course we are. I mean, it's trilateral negotiations. Another question I think you're posing is to what extent are we responsible mm. for that? <clears throat> Quick aside, though, my only, my only criticism of Rocco's piece today is that it wasn't in the Wall Street Journal or, or Fox News, because uh, that's the audience. Then it would have got read <laughs> by others than us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're easy, I think we're easier sells uh, sale up here in Canada. So, I mean, I, I agree with the content. Um, Working on it. But So par- part of the problem with these trade negotiations, of course, are... are one doesn't generally undertake these negotiations in public. So we don't exactly know what conversations are going on. And uh, although both countries, both leaders are doing their fair share of public commentary, you know, I would argue there's actually some merit for the federal government rolling back any one of its ridiculously tabled initial demands around uh, labor, so-called green policies and gender equity policies, things that, have nothing to do with trade. Well, and things that the U.S. government have made fairly clear that they're not interested in. Uh, so I would argue they're not going to get them, so why not publicly pull one off, at least one off the table, demonstrates them from a signaling perspective. So, yes, of course we're to blame, uh, to some extent. Well, let's, three, let's go three, around this table again. Yeah. Ro- Rocco, I know you want to make a point, yeah. so do it. Three things. One, um, the president has always made clear that he's a he's more of a supporter of bilateral deals than multilateral, so it's not surprising. Two... Art of the deal 101, he always believes in maximum pressure. This is pressure. The tariffs are pressure. Negotiating with Mexico is pressure to try to get additional things. Third thing is there is a different uh, clock on Mexico than there is in the rest of the deal because there's been an election. The new government takes over December 1st. And the new government, the Obrador government, has basically told the former government, look, if you do a deal before December 1st, we will honor that deal. And there are people in the current uh, Mexican government who are saying, basically, they're being told to take the garbage out, if you will. 
do the deal. This way, the new government can blame them for whatever goes bad and take the good stuff out of it. In terms of concessions, this is really quickly, nothing to do o- o- about Obrador's Green. Obrador's not, sorry, quickly, because yeah. Obrador's not the, the most trade-friendly guy. No, he is a he is a very much a left-of-center laborist. Well, that's the point and, I wanted and to. So, and so it's there. there's a real hurry-up-and-play to try to do with people who would before see he gets, eye to before eye. He gets in. Exactly. Well, well, guys, I'm going to yeah. go back to you, Alyssa, since we'll, we'll, and we'll finish off the topic this way. Um, the concerns that I've expressed are concerns that we wind up, um, you know, standing there with our, uh, I was going to say something Tongue, I shouldn't have said, waiting, but you know, with our tongues hanging out, I'm that's good. I'm looking at you, Peter, my eyes are growing wide. <laughs> you, you knew what I was thinking. Yeah. So, so, our, so our tongues Not hanging out saying, where is our line, free though. trade agreement? You know, we're looking, we're talking about North American, and this is, crucial free trade agreement there's nothing free about tariffs and on that trump has it right there's nothing free when you tariff this and tariff that regardless of who's imposing those tariffs it's a tax that's right so so if you're going to have supply management in your dairy uh situation and both countries to an extent do uh and and nobody wants to give anything then that's a piece of something that you could create a deal with that you're not talking about if you if you manufacture 2.5 million cars and sell 95 percent of them to the states and you're threatened with the 25 percent tariff you're going to sell none of them to the states they can make their own chevrolets thank you very much We're 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 playing with fire yes or no we are playing with fire, but I'd like to go back to something that Kevin said, and I think it's important to know that, you know, we, we see what we we're told to see, and we we hear what they tell us, and we don't really know what's going on in the back rooms. And But there is something that I do remember way back when, which is going to belie my age here, but I do remember Jean Chrétien once, once saying, like, don't always agree with the U.S. It, politically, it's a great thing for Canada Canadians to do, and Canadians like it when you stand up for yourself. And I think... And I think that this lack of concession and this lack of giving in, I think something is playing. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating here, but I think that something is playing in the narrative here that we're going to stand up to the U.S. You know, Trudeau's having a bit of a moment with this. Oh, here's Craig now. Stand up for the country. <laughs> okay, listen. Somebody got in trouble today for making for mimicking Peter. So Apparently. be careful. But you know, and allegedly, I think, allegedly. But I think that Trudeau's having a moment here, and I don't think they want to give in so fast. And I think that they're trying to. Hold this off until the last possible minute before they have to concede something. Well, we're going to see, and it's going to unfold as it unfolds over the course of the next few months. We're at the uh, we're entering the dog days because it's the last day of July. So um, we'll we'll uh, keep a, a watching brief, as they say. When we come back, I want to open up the discussion to that uh, allusion you made to uh, somebody supposedly saying something in the legislature today. I happened to be there, but and, you didn't uh, hear it. I, I didn't hear it, and okay. I don't know anybody who heard it except there are some people on the government side who say they did. And I don't know anybody there who's a liar. So I'll, I'll open up that and we'll unpack it together when we come back. Right now, Peter Sherman with the panel, Rocco Rossi, Kevin Godet, Alyssa Freeman, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.